Chapter 22 Positioning through Exclusivity Is it better to be seen as a generalist or a specialist? People will pay far more to see a specialist. They elicit a great deal more respect and are perceived as having far greater authority. And yet many accountants continue to take on clients of any size, from any industry and in any set of circumstances. If this sounds like you, I'm afraid all this does is to position you as a generalist, which is fine if all you're interested in is producing compliance work, but less so if you'd like to offer business advisory and added value services. Then positioning yourself as a specialist becomes important. There are many ways to achieve this, but let's start by looking at the benefits of defining your ideal client profile as specifically as possible. Firstly, although it's a misconception that to niche means you have to work only in one sector, it's true that many accountants choose to as it enables them to get a much deeper understanding of the sector and importantly the language and terminology used by the people within it. For example, Rob Walsh from Clearvision based in Corsham near Bath has been specialising in the dentistry business for many years. As a result, he's recognised as an accountant and business growth expert within this sector. Here's what Rob has to say. Some time ago, in one of our practices board meetings, one of our non-executives challenged us to have a niche in dentistry. Having a niche means becoming an expert, and therefore we created a wheel of opportunities to get to know the sector. The first thing we did was to work with a client very intensively, to understand the language, to put in all the necessary systems, to have monthly board meetings and to do the management accounts. This was very grounding as it gave us the knowledge we needed and helped us to understand how the sector worked. We then created the wheel, which was, who can help us make sure we're known as experts in the industry? Some answers we came up with included banks, IFAs, solicitors, valuers, companies offering private patient plans, finance companies, manufacturers of specialist dentist chairs, software companies. We then decided on our package, a vision day, a team day, a project plan, all the financials required to run the business from bookkeeping and management accounts through to benchmarking and upside down forecasting, where we look at the personal goals first and then work out the turnover at the bottom and packaged these into three different areas. Once we'd built up the trust in board meetings, it was actually very easy to cross sell into accountancy because clients could see the work we were doing on consultancy so there was no problem in obtaining the above work. We then set up a marketing strategy to make sure existing clients, using their contacts and talking at events, got our name known by introducers that we'd identified in the wheel. For example, speaking for half an hour at different events on how to run a dental business rather than a dental practice was paramount in getting our name known around the country. At the same time, we produced a book called The Business of Dentistry. How you run a successful and profitable dental business, not a dental practice. 
and offered it at the events. This gave us huge credibility, and people who had seen us talk would then come and speak to us about their requirements and we would convert them as well. We also took on some of our introducers as clients on the consultancy side so that they understood what we did. They became very good gold introducers because they could see what we did firsthand and relate it to their client base. We also produced articles in the dental press talking about how our approach was different to make sure dentists knew that. By doing so, we've built up a good network of IFAs, banks, solicitors and valuers who refer work to us. Most of our work, however, now comes from existing clients because we've done such good work for them that they keep referring. In addition, we always look at clients' lists to see how these match with our ideal profile and to decide whether we should market to them. 40% of our business is now in the dentistry and veterinary sectors. We went into vets because as the problems in both industries are similar, we were able to transfer our knowledge successfully. If it wasn't for our niche, we wouldn't be where we are now. I believe it's key to the success of your business. But first, you need to make sure you get the language right and gain an in-depth understanding of how the industry works. The benefits of doing so are huge as you'll gain credibility, referrals and good margins. Plus, it's easier to cross-sell and to convert. We've now published our dental book many times, at 250 a time. And we've also produced a vet-related book which is selling on Amazon on a monthly basis. In order to be seen as the experts in an industry, you need to get on stage and also write the book. My thanks to Rob Walsh, Managing Director of Clear Vision Accountancy Limited, for contributing and sharing his insights and experience of identifying an ideal client profile and focusing on attracting that niche. It's important to note, however, that rather than going all in, Rob limits his sector exclusivity to 40%, as this ensures his practice is still exposed to other industries and allows cross-fertilisation of ideas and concepts. Also, although having a niche within a specific industry works incredibly well for Rob and for many others, your niche could just as easily be to a specific set of circumstances. For example, the ideal client profile of Robert, who I referred to in Chapter 6, was based around a specific set of circumstances and aspirations. In his case, business owners with a turnover of 1 to 2 million who wanted to grow this to 10 million and then sell. By specialising in this way, Robert was able to appreciate the very specific challenges that businesses face at this point in their growth journey and use his specialist knowledge to help them achieve their objectives. Another example is offered by Georgie and Emma, first mentioned in Chapter 12, who balance running a highly successful accountancy practice with being great mums. As a result, they're perfectly placed to understand the specific challenges that many female business owners face, not only if or when they become mothers, but also in general. 
Disappointingly, the chauvinism and prejudice you'd hope would be a thing of the past these days is still hanging on. In fact, their mission statement was born from a supplier's email, which they imagine was intended to be internal only, but he clicked reply all by mistake. Basically, its message was that it wasn't worth dealing with these two women from this particular accountancy practice because they were on a mission to help women in business. They liked the phrase so much that they adopted it as their mission statement. By being specific about the particular industry and or circumstances of a business you work with, you'll also be able to be specific as to exactly how you can help them, using your credentials as an expert in that area. You'll be better able to relate to these particular business owners and to explain that similar businesses you've helped tend to experience X, Y and Z problems at this particular point in their growth journey and that your strengths and experience can help them overcome these. If you remember, right at the start of this book I described how running your practice probably feels right now. I described the specific challenges you're probably facing and the impact this is having on your life. However, my description won't have resonated with everyone. For some, it might have resonated completely, for others, mostly, and for a few, not at all. But this book wasn't written for them. They don't need it. My experience lies in helping those it did resonate with. Imagine if I'd made that description too vague, in a misguided attempt to relate to everyone. I'd have ended up not relating to anyone at all. And that's the point of defining your ideal client profile. You understand them, you can relate to them, and you can refine your approach specifically to make sure you help them get the best results. Even if they only represent a small percentage of the total market, this small percentage will happily pay to work with someone who really gets them.